0: Out in the foyer, there's a box of books called Hope for All. These are little booklets that were produced um, by a ministry in Tauranga, which is a national uh, ministry, and I want to encourage you to take at least two of these home for yourself, to read it. Keep them in your purse, in your wallet, in your pocket, and at some stage, God will give you an opening to give this to someone, or even to drop it in your neighbor's letterbox. You could take five of them if you like, but I would encourage you to read them first. They're excellent. This one particularly talks about charity, what is charity, and how our, why is our society so generous, and it looks at the Christian roots of our society, but it also looks at the whole thing of equality for women, because New Zealand was a real forerunner in bringing equality to women. Um, And it talks about that, and it came, of course, from a Christian perspective on um, the fact that the sexes are equal and not um, one superior to the other. I want to encourage you to read that. But the second thing is, Why are people to praise and proclaim and declare God's love? Why are people, why are we to give ourselves fully to the Lord? Why? David says three things. The first of all, he says, because of creation. Creation testifies to the greatness of God. Psalm 96 says, the Lord made the heavens, sing to the Lord all the earth, give to the Lord, O families of the earth, glory and strength. Psalm 89 says, the heavens are yours and yours also the earth, you founded the world and all that is in it. And if that weren't enough, at the end of the psalm he says, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it let the fields be jubilant and everything in them let all the trees of the forest sing for joy and jesus of course when he came into jerusalem when the pharisees told the disciples to shut all the people up jesus said if they shut up even the stones will shout out the second reason to praise and to worship god and to declare his glory is because of God's redemptive work in our lives. David writes, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. His wonders amongst all peoples. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. You know, David had many incidents in his life where he was literally saved by God. He was a shepherd boy, and bears and lions were attacking his sheep, and God saved him. And he was able to destroy these beasts. When he was facing Goliath, he trusted in God. He went forth and defeated that giant. When he was being chased by Saul, he was saved by God on a number of occasions. But also David experienced God's forgiveness. He committed adultery somebody murdered or killed Um, Bathsheba's husband Uriah was sent to the front line and David knew that would happen so he had blood on his hands and he said to the Lord restore to me the joy of my salvation forgive me Lord forgive me and David the man who took off his robes and danced into the city experienced God's forgiveness But the third reason we need to do this is because God is coming to judge the earth. He's coming to judge the earth. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. There's a judgment coming when Christ will return and put everything that is wrong right. Was the only one good enough. He is the only one who's the righteous judge. So we need to roll our sleeves up as the church and we need to get involved in bringing God's justice into the earth here and now. Do you know that if a person has not received Christ, Jesus said they're already condemned? This is what he said. He who believes in me is. Is not condemned, but he who does believe in me is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's only Son. So when we walk past someone, when we talk to someone who's not received Christ as their Lord and Saviour, they stand condemned. If Jesus were to come back that moment, they stand condemned. That's why this is a missional psalm. God loves the earth. He loves everyone in the earth. And he wants his people to rise up and to get the word out, to get his love out. God said to Abraham in you all the families of the earth will be blessed he said to the nation of israel he said i will make you a light to the nations so that the world may be saved but of course israel failed and where israel failed jesus came and he gave his life for the whole world and following his death and resurrection as annabella read to us today he said Repentance and remissions of sins must be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Wangarei, in Jerusalem. Then he sent the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. And he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. There are so many people to be reached. Amen? I want us to finish. In a minute I'm going to show you a video clip which will just enrapture you. We began with a victory parade of Liverpool bringing a flimsy little silver cup home and people, fully grown adults, jumping up and down in the streets over this little silver cup. aren't we pathetic (laughs) what can a silver cup do (coughs) but paul who was arguably the greatest missionary ever he said this to the thessalonians he said what is our hope what is our joy what is the crown which we will glory in is it not you thessalonians Indeed, you are our joy and our crown. Yes, people receiving Christ is the goal. We had an AGM last night, and there was a lot of talk about the budget, balancing books, and my question is, how about we permissional goal before every person in Hope Fungaree and say, by this time next year, everyone needs to have reached one person for Christ. Amen. Everyone. Not so that we could meet the budget, but so we could get on with the business that we're about, and that is winning souls for Christ. In the year 2000, a German evangelist called Reinhard Bonke, who has a ministry for Christ for All Nations, was allowed to go into Nigeria. Nigeria, in 1953, had a Christian population of 23%. Do you know that in 2015, the Christian population of Nigeria is 49%? And I want you to watch now because he held 10 crusades in 10 cities. And in each city, over a million people received Christ, written, documented proof. Altogether, in his crusade in the year 2000, 17,701,103 had first-time... Decisions for Christ. And John Ferguson told us, because he used to work for Reinhard Bonnke, that one of the most glorious sights he's ever seen in his life was standing on top of a container at one of those meetings and seeing 70 acres of people as the gospel was being preached. And I want you to watch, particularly at the end, when you see some of the individual faces. And in one clip, you'll actually see a... Um, wheelchair being held up. Somebody being healed. So just enjoy this. This is the type of celebration that should fill our hearts with hope and strength and vision. Thank you very much. We need to turn the lights off for this. Isn't that wonderful? You know that Nigeria has some of the largest churches in the world now and um, You know, often in New Zealand, we're sitting back here and we just don't see that kind of harvesting. But there is a harvest coming, you know, and a lot of it has to do with um, us getting out there, planting seed. And I want to encourage you all to take a couple of those hope booklets, pray over them, hold them, pray over them, and ask God to show you who you might give them to. Jesus said repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. And David says, declare and sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from today day to day. Declare his glories among the nations, his wonders to all people. Who can each of us go to? Thank you, Chris.